going to hear anywhere, and that's a tragedy. Welcome to the Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carol, a psychiatrist and your terrorist therapist. I'm here to help you and your family reach your dreams despite living in a time of terror. Well, did you hear about the train crash in Hoboken, New Jersey yesterday? Was your first thought it could be terrorism? Did you feel frustrated and angry that no one in the media was acknowledging this possibility? Well, you're not alone. And you need to make your voice heard in the midst of crazy-making media that's trying to give you a false sense of security. Today we're going to be talking about uh, all the ins and outs and what was said and what wasn't said about this tragic, tragic train crash in Hoboken, New Jersey. Now, uh, I for one <laughs> did have of the first thought that um, it could be terrorism. And then my next thought was, as I was watching media reports, television reports, um, Google News reports, internet reports, uh, all the different news channels, radio. What I was thinking after it could be terrorism is, why is nobody talking about the fact that it could be terrorism in the media? And why aren't the politicians talking about it? Why aren't the transportation people talking about it? All the people who they interviewed, which was mainly politicians and people from the transportation board, no one mentioned a peep about terrorism. The only mention I heard, which was later on, was one man who they interviewed, a man who was at the train station, and they were talking to people um, about the impact of this on them, <clears throat> people who were injured and people who were uh, at the station and when this happened and were injured psychologically, actually, from the trauma. Um, one man spoke out before they could shut him up, and he said that he's been wondering, his first thought was, this could be terrorism. Now, why is it that we don't hear this in the mainstream media? You know, it's like where there's a, um, a secret message that's gone out don't say it. Don't say the word terrorism, and certainly don't say radical Islamist terrorism, because this wouldn't be politically correct. In fact, we had a, a foreshadowing of this silence uh, recently in the bombs that went off or were, or were placed, in any case, in New Jersey and New York. It took forever before Obama and Governor Cuomo acknowledged that, indeed, it was terrorism. Uh, when they finally discovered Ahmad Rahami was the terrorist, uh, and there really doesn't seem to be much question about that, although, of course, we're all supposed to be saying the alleged terrorist or the alleged man who put these bombs who is an alleged terrorist, um, but certainly his journal with all his... Um, uh, comments about the terrorist leaders the, who he was following and his his uh, internet postings and so on really do not leave much doubt about that. And if you listen to my <laughs> my last po podcast, you will hear all the reasons why that is. But 
Now, um, I know what you're thinking, that I'm the terrorist therapist, so I think everything is terrorism. And um, I hope it's terrorism, you're thinking, because then I'll sell more books. But um, that's not true. I don't want tragedies to happen. I don't want terrorist attacks to happen. I don't want people to be killed or injured, how indeed they were in this um, event in Hoboken. So far, one person died, and there was more than 100 people who were injured. And it's, it's a really sad tragedy. Uh, I mean, and that's only counting the physical injuries. That's not counting the people who were uh, standing on the platform and were close, almost were injured uh, or died. And, uh, and of course, were affected probably with PTSD from being in that, being witnesses to that. But what I, what I do want, um, it's not that I want more terrorist attacks, but what I do want is for people in the media to both the people, the reporters, and the people who are being interviewed, like the politicians, to acknowledge that that is one of the things that is being investigated. That's all. And why do I want this? Because just like in what happened in New York and New Jersey recently, the four bombs, two bombs in each state, um, you know, it was important to to know that this could be terrorism because probably these the other two bombs that were placed um, wouldn't have been found. In other words, there was first there was one found in New Jersey and then there was a later one found in New Jersey and first there, next there was one found in New York. That was the second one. And then there was another one found in New York. And so if people are at least alerted to the fact or hear validation in the media that yes, indeed, this could be terrorism, then more people will be looking to see something and say something, which is exactly what happened in New York and New Jersey. So this is important. It's like, you know, there's this, this superstition, it seems, I mean, aside from all the political issues, but there's also like a super superstition that if you don't say it, that somehow that won't be the truth. If we don't acknowledge that it could be terrorism, then it'll turn out not to be terrorism. Well, of course, you know that that's ridiculous. So let me tell you some of the reasons why I thought that it could be terrorism. And, and let me say right off the bat that this is still under investigation. We do not know yet what it is. It is going to take a while to find, well, unless a terrorist cell or um, ISIS or Al-Qaeda uh, claim that it's um, a terrorist act. Although, you know, at this point, that doesn't really mean much because uh, they could well be just taking the opportunity to claim it as a terrorist attack when it really wasn't. So it's all still under investigation. Let me make that clear. But why did I think, first of all, that um, it could be terrorism? One, because of it happening in Hoboken, New Jersey, and because of the two bombs that had been placed in New Jersey <laughs> uh, just just the, very recently. Um, so could this have been um, a terrorist cell in New Jersey that was continuing in the um, footsteps of Ahmad Rahami, the man who placed the four bombs in New York and New Jersey? Um, could it be a friend of Ahmad who was, at this point, it seems most likely a lone wolf, um, but could have been a, a friend and a, a, uh, a someone who believed in the same things, who saw all the media attention, for example, that he got and wanted some of that for himself? Of course. Another reason why 
I thought it could be terrorism was because um, it was it, this the pictures of uh, the devastating site of the train crash reminded me of the um, train explosions that occurred in London on 7-7. That was in 2005, and that's their 9-11. And as you may remember, um, there were bombs placed on trains and a bus, and it was done at the same time in the morning commute. And this bomb, um, uh, this bomb, this train crash, not a bomb that we know of yet, but this train crash in New Jersey that just happened um, was also during the morning commute. It happened at 8.45 in the morning. Then also it reminded me of the truck in Nice. Uh, the truck in Nice, as you will remember, plowed on the boardwalk, knocking over people. Uh, that was a terrorist attack. And the way this train plowed through the station and the truck in Nice plowed through that crowd um, there were there were great similarities. I just flashed in my mind, and I, I I really think that it probably flashed in a lot of other people's minds. And yet, you know, when we're not validated um, by everybody being hush hush about it, this these same similarities, the same possibilities, and so on, it really is destabilizing psychologically. You know, it's not, I mean, there's a big difference between frightening people and saying, oh, I think this is, this must be a terrorist attack. <clears throat> it happened in New Jersey and the other bombs were in New Jersey. And, you know, I'm not saying that anyone should, should make statements like that. I'm not making statements like that. Um, I don't, I'm not trying to elicit fear, but there's a, a, a kind of almost paradoxical comfort in people at least acknowledging that that's a possibility and that that is one of the things being investigated along with human error and mechanical problems. I'll tell you other reasons why I thought of terrorism. Because of people's reactions when this happened, people at the site of the crash. Um, someone said, I heard a bomb-like explosion. It sounded like a bomb, other people said. Somebody else said, trains normally come in at two or three miles per hour by the time they get to the resting spot where people depart. Uh, this was a New York, a New Jersey transit employee who said this. Um, and he said, he came in at a high rate of speed. He went straight through the bumper block, through the air, took the ceiling out. I mean, that must have been. <laughs> um, and and um, another person said, who was on the train said, I thought to myself, oh my God, he's not slowing up. And this is where we usually stop. We're going too fast. And with that, there was this tremendous crash. So these descriptions, you know, bring to mind um, uh, really dramatic kinds of things that go along with um uh, terrorist attacks. I mean, it also goes along with train crashes in general. But, um, but you know, it does make one think of train of, of terrorist attacks. Meanwhile, we have New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, who I usually like, <laughs> but um, he said that there was no indication that the crash was anything but a tragic accident. Well, and then we have, you know, another thing that's talking about politicians, another thing that's interesting is that um, on Thursday, yesterday, 
um, when the uh, when the uh, train crash happened, the reporters uh, reported something that a White House spokesman said, and there in their article, the um, title of the article was "White House spokesman said that terrorism has not been completely ruled out." as a cause of the deadly commuter train crash in Hoboken, New Jersey. Now, this is what he said. <clears throat> At this point, I'm not aware of any evidence that has been uncovered that would draw the, that kind of linkage. But this is something that the National Transportation Safety Board is continuing to look at. So I think it's too soon to rule that out. But at this point, I'm not aware of any evidence that would raise those kinds of concerns at this point. Now, at first I was thinking, oh, great, this is so different than what happened with the New York and New Jersey four bums um, where Obama was telling the journalists, shh, don't say anything about terrorism. I thought, oh, well, somebody from the White House, a White House spokesman, is actually acknowledging that it, it could be, and well, that it hasn't been completely ruled out. But then we have today <laughs> the same quote, but with a different headline and a different uh, journal. And no evidence of terrorism in Hoboken train crash, White House says. It's the, and then they give the same quote. So it's like people looking at an elephant, you know, if you're at the trunk, trunk of an elephant, three blind people. If you're at the trunk of the elephant, you describe the elephant in one way. And if you're at the tail, you describe it in another way and so on. Um, but, you know, how much does it have to do with elephants and how much does it really have to do with politics? Ah. <laughs> uh, well, now let's see what else it could be. I have to be fair here. I don't want to panic anybody. Um, I mean, you know, to start expecting future terrorist attacks in a paranoid kind of way, following right after. But just to remind you, you know, there have been many terrorist attacks where um, one attack happens, and then the first responders come to the scene of the attack, and then the real attack happens, a bigger attack or a second attack um, happens. And really the first attack was just the, the bait to get more people, to especially first responders, to come to the second, to come to that site where there will then be a second attack. So that's why these things are important um, to, to at least bring up the possibility about. So, okay. So what are some of the other things? Um, it could be mechanical error. Now, uh, it has come out more now that um, New Jersey has been having uh, budget problems with their transit department. And there has been poor maintenance of the different mechanical systems. And in fact, they were warned that train accidents could happen because of the disarray to some degree, or the, or let me, the, the, um, the inattention that the um, trains and the stations have been getting because of budget problems. So that, you know, seems like a fairly likely um, explanation. Um, in fact, there has, you may have heard about this, um, this system um, none of New Jersey trains are, none of New Jersey transit trains are fully equipped with something called positive train control, which is a safety system designed to prevent accidents by automatically slowing or stopping trains that are going too fast. 
And this is on, like, apparently this is on a lot of trains in Europe, and it's on some trains here in America, but not all trains, even though there have, there's a law that, um, there, there was a law where they were supposed to be all in compliance, um, uh, sooner. And now that because of budget problems, you know, because of our poor economy, basically, these uh, deadlines have been pushed back. So, you know, it could be a malfunction of the train. It could be a problem in the, in the station and so on. Um, could be human error, of course. Uh, the, you know, we have seen past train crashes where the, um, the person who was driving the train uh, was texting or um, he was, had a medical condition like a heart attack or he was, hadn't gotten enough sleep the night before. So it certainly could be something like that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, here's another thought, going back to the terrorism hypothesis. Um, you know, could it be, could there have been a bomb placed um, which took out uh, the brakes or took out whatever system systems are needed, you know, that um, for why it didn't slow down? Could someone have um, sabotaged the mechanics, the brakes or other mechanical functions, um, you know, before the train left for the, the station for the day or at the station before? Or was there somebody on the train doing this, working on the train as the train was going to, um, to sabotage it? Or could someone have poisoned the driver, someone being a terrorist? Um, you know, so far they did do toxic screens of the driver and he did not have alcohol or drugs um, in his system. Now, you know, I'm sure they, they didn't and they couldn't have this quickly tested for all kinds of toxic substances. I'm sure they tested for the normal range of drugs you know, that, that, uh, that people get tested for, um, for like DUIs in regard to drugs, but you know, could it be some kind of more, um, oh, um, more surreptitious or more, um, a more unusual kind of, um, uh, element that, um, gradually was, uh, compromising the faculties of this driver. I'm just saying, just saying. <laughs> um, now, this is not to impugn the driver, although, of course, we have to look at that, too. I mean, come on. While we're saying all the things that mainstream media isn't saying, um, could the driver have uh, terrorist leanings? Could he have been persuaded by some Internet um, terrorist uh, spokespeople who are trying to gather people to their cause? Um, his name is... Um, the engineer was Thomas Gallagher, but now his record looks very clean. He's been a New Jersey transit employee for 29 years, 18 of them as an engineer. Uh, there, In his personnel file, there are no red flags, so I am not going to say that he's a terrorist. <laughs> but all I'm saying is all the things that do need to be investigated and all the things that aren't being talked about. So, you know, it was really sad um, looking at the pictures of the video. Of course, now we have everybody taking videos, so we get to see things up close and personal. We see all the people who were dazed. They looked lost. 
There was um, blood all over the place. The train was in a million pieces. The ceiling had come down. People were in shock. There was chaos. I mean, it was really sad. And, and of course, it couldn't help remind viewers, whether you were viewing this on the internet or on television, um, of previous terrorist attack sites. And, you know, certainly consciously or unconsciously, people are, are thinking about this. So it needs to be talked about. Well, one other thing I want to talk about is um, the one woman who was killed. Um, that was really, really sad. Um, you know, uh, her name was Fabiola Bitar de Croon, and um, she is a Brazilian native. She had moved to America, to Florida, and then she had just moved to New Jersey about a year ago. She um, came with her husband and uh, he had gotten a, a job, um, I guess in New Jersey. Oh no, well actually, well, he had gotten a job in a place that, that made it more convenient for them to live in New Jersey. And um, she had a uh, one-year-old, they had a one-year-old daughter and she had just dropped off the, her one-year-old daughter at daycare before going to the Hoboken terminal on her way to work. And the way that she was killed wasn't because she was on the train, it was because a piece of debris, um, probably from the falling ceiling or I guess it would have been from the train, anyhow a piece of debris fell on her and that's how she died. And um, it really makes one think about how fragile life is. I mean, here's a woman who people have talked about in glowing terms, um, people who knew her in all these different places that she lived. Her husband was out of town on a business trip at the time. Um, I mean, you know, can you imagine that phone call? <laughs> um, it's just, just tragic. And, um, People said, you know, the, the person who um, uh, was the daycare director said uh, she was dropping off the daughter. I was closing up the stroller. We had a good talk for like a minute, and she said she was in a rush. When you think about that, I mean, think about yourself, like driving on a, a freeway or a highway, and there's an accident that happened, you know, just a couple of minutes before you got there. I know I always think to myself, um, wasn't, what if, what if um, I had not done something or other and I had gotten in my car sooner and I would have been in that accident? I mean, we all can't help but think about the strange twists of fate that, um, that put us in a spot or that, you know, that put us in danger or that put us in a spot that saves us, the fickle finger of fate. And um, it's just really, really sad. Uh, they had been married in 2012. I mean, it looked like she had her whole future in front of her. She was all excited about moving to New Jersey. They actually, they had just started to look for a new apartment with a better school district. I mean, this was like a normal average couple living their normal life. It, it reminded me of the saying, um, life is what happens when you're doing other things. We're so... We can only plan so much. Um, let me also, you know, one of the things I, I also related, I was talking about 7-7, seven, seven, 
um, the reason why that came to mind right away is, is, my, is that my first book about terrorism, called Coping with Terrorism, Dreams Interrupted, was published in London. And so I um, interviewed a number of the families who had lost people in 7-7 and uh, on the trains. And so that's why, to me, this particularly made me think of a terrorist attack. And particularly, these pictures of the people reminded me of the pictures in London. And um, we're, the more terrorist attacks that there are, the more each of us are going to be having memories, you know, from, I mean, hopefully not many of us will be having memories of the actual events that we witnessed, you know, personally, but at least we'll be having memories of uh, visions of um incidents that we saw on television or saw on the internet uh, or on YouTube or whatever. Um, and we won't be able to help but have these things at least come in our unconscious. And if they can come in our conscious, there's something sort of comforting about that because because then if the next thing is, well, they're, we know they're investigating it. Well, let me, um, we've come to the, uh, to the um, letter... Um, ask, the, ask the terrorist therapist section of the podcast where I answer your letters and emails. And, and today I have a letter from Jolene. Jolene said, I heard about the woman who got killed in the Hoboken train accident. That could, that could have been me. I dropped my kids off at school, though I don't take a train to work. I drive and I could be killed doing any of my everyday activities. It was just so random. It makes me very scared whether it was terrorism or not. Now when I drop my kids off, I wonder if I'll ever see them again. You see, I mean, this is, I'm sure, I'm sure lots of people have been thinking that, Jolene. Um, and what it makes us realize, tragedies like this make us realize that we could any of us could die any minute, whether it's in a terrorist attack or an accident or um, a sudden heart attack or some other sudden physical problem. Um, we, none of us have a guarantee of the next day. And we can learn a lesson from this to appreciate every moment. Um, terrorism, in fact, has made this more apparent that we should be treasuring every moment. So in some ways, this isn't a bad thing. Well, I'm Dr. Carol, your terrorist therapist. Thank you for listening to the Terrorist Therapist Show. Uh, I'm sure the investigators in time will have the answer, whether it was terrorism or not. And, um, and in the meantime, we can feel comforted by knowing that even though they may not be speaking about it, um, for all kinds of reasons, politics and maybe a false sense that this is not going to create panic, still, we know that they are going to investigate it.